Hello, this is Rob Thomas with Club and Resort Business, and you're listening to the Club and Resort Talks podcast. Today, we have Dave Schultz, CEO and founder of Next Links. Find out what Dave and his company are doing to further gamify the game of golf and what he can do to help your club. Hope you enjoy. Hi, I'm Rob Thomas with Club and Resort Talks, and today on the podcast, we have Dave Schultz, the CEO and founder of Next Links. Hey, Dave, uh, tell us a little bit about your background. Hey, Rob. Yeah, thanks for having me. So I, I joined the Navy when I was 17, you know, grew up in Southern California and, uh, you know, really got into the structure of the military, learned I was good at avionics, and then uh, got, got married and had my kids during college. Uh, I went to in the Central Coast there, Cal Poly San Luis Obispo. I uh, got my electrical engineering degree and then went in corporate America for about 20 years and, until I had sort of my, you know, my aha moment at age 50, about four and a half years ago now, um, that that the golf industry was changing and evolving and I, and I could see how to make some products that were going to be needed in the future and, and just uh, sort of, you know, went on faith that it would all work out. And so it's kind of fun now. We're, we're, we're going into the market. You know, we fully figured out our product and we know how to sell it, and we know it brings joy to a lot of people. So we're just having a lot of fun with it now, watching uh, watching our strategy go into play. Hey, with that in mind, tell us a little bit about Nextlinks. Your product is, I mean, it's revolutionary. What exactly is it? Well, at, at, at its core, it's about monetizing putting in a new way, right? So if you think about these models like Top Golf, where you're creating a little entertainment bay, and you know you have your own little mini driving race there, so. The idea is to do the same thing with putting, and we've done it now. So we've got a, a scalable unit, like a putting green. We design all the contours, and we have a system where we have two of these like nightclub spotlights, and one of them shines a light down and acts like a tee box. And you know, because it's light, we can put a tee box anywhere we want on a playing surface. And and then we have this contoured playing surface, and a second spotlight sort of shines a light over one of the existing cups if you're playing one of the games that we have that sort of is like real golf or it creates a, a pattern like you know the example would be like a beer pong pattern or a cornhole pattern these these games that you know the next generation is enjoying playing that are kind of chill we're just recreating them on a putting green and, and creating a social environment around that whole space and so we we just spent about three and a half years doing product development and, and achieving some commercial success and learning from that and figuring out how to turn this into a, you know, a business model that, that scales. And so now we're there. So the whole thing starts with a putting green that, that sells for about the same price as a golf simulator. And it, and it just builds from there. It, you had mentioned Top Golf. Now they, um, to really enjoy Top Golf, you have to you have to be a golfer. You have to be able to hit the ball uh, out. I don't know what the nearest one, fifty yards or a hundred yards, and it goes on and on and on. So it it can be difficult. One one of the things I really liked about Next Links is anybody can putt. My eight year old son can putt. Can you talk a little bit about uh, the ease of use? Yeah, I mean, so to your point, everyone can putt. So now. The top golf model really is about expanding the golf audience. The, the problem is that swinging a golf club is, is still a little bit intimidating for a lot of people. And, and so the, you know, a putting green, you just don't have any of that intimidation factor because people are already used to playing miniature golf. Um, and if miniature golf was, was a model that you could monetize with F&B, then we wouldn't be here today. You know, we needed to figure out how to, you know, learn from what's going on and, and adapt. Well, I was first introduced to you and Nextlinks 
when I was researching um, for an article on uh, millennials and how the golf industry is attracting millennials, uh, the, the, the fact that you can go out with a have a glass of wine or a beer or something and do this, is that really your target market, millennials, or is it broad? Well, no. So, I mean, we kids, like, so one of the things we discovered, we did all this in a lab, right? And so for two years, we've been doing sort of human experiments on watching them interact with our system. And, you know, we had this commercial success in Indian Wells last year that expanded on that. But uh, when, you know, three to five-year-olds come in and they're there with their parents and then their parents' parents are there and, and, you know, it, it's like when they're running around on the 18th green, you know, at sunset at a, at a club, but now we've turned that into an indoor social experience. And so it's just bringing that, that joy of watching everybody participate together and have a good time because our, our games are both competitive for real golfers and non-competitive for having fun. And uh, so it, it's a lot of stuff that people already do on putting greens in clubs. We just figured out how to bring it indoors and, and make it fun, more fun for everyone using some technology. So I was telling you about the spotlights and how they work. The, the third component of our system is just like an iPad where we have all the little scoring systems for these different games you play. So you just, you go out there and putt and then you, you know, keep your score on an iPad. We have, you know, kind of unique scoreboards for each different um, type of game we have and, and, and people just have a ball. Hey, tell me, you had mentioned Indian Wells. Tell us a little bit about that, um, that event shots in the night. I think it was called. Yeah. So about two and a half years ago, Steve Rosen, the general manager at shots in the night was, was being challenged. They have this beautiful putting green and outdoors. Um, and Steve and I had gotten to know each other because they were looking at doing some stuff similar to top golf. And, uh, so I went down and had lunch with them, and then they took a field trip to our lab, and, and they saw what we were doing with putting, and they already had this great putting green. And so they just connected the dots and said, hey, can you, can you, at that point, we were still working a little more on software development into simulator screens and creating a, a game where you play through a screen onto the putting green and, and then finish, and thereby sort of recreating real golf. So when Indian Wells came in, they didn't really care about the screen games and they just loved what we were doing with putting. We hadn't actually invented any of these games yet, but they had a perfect application and we had the perfect technology. And so we used it as a sort of a customer beta test center. I kind of call Indian Wells like our field of dreams now. So they, they had a terrific season one and they're reinvesting. They're putting in new fire pits and they're thinking about flow of people and, and how to you know sort of maximize the experience. And so they're opening again, in October and, and boy, the words out, we were just in Palm Springs last weekend and everybody knows about this place. The weather is beautiful in Palm Springs, obviously. What, what can a club in the Northeast say? Uh, how can they benefit from bringing in? Well, so that's sort of the point of our company, right? So our company was founded on the idea of taking the real golf experience and putting a roof over it. So our our lab is, you know, it has all the proper lighting. So if you, you know, if you really light an indoor environment and create the right ambiance using either, you know, digital projection or, or LED walls or even murals, um, you can create a pretty special space. And then when you add a, a real authentic putting green, so we, we design the, the surface contours of our putting green and we've perfected a process so that our greens, you know, feel like you're on a $200 around country club and they roll a, a perfect 11 on the stint meter. So they're nice and fast and true. And, and we've created contours that, you know, real golfers appreciate, but we also are thinking about the entertainment. So our, our green designs have sort of a mix of contours between sort of fun, you know, Himalaya type stuff and, and 
you know, real golf putting. And so, you know, we, we have some renderings on our website that show, you know, our vision for what indoor golf looks like on, you know, 10,000 and 40,000 foot scales and uh, people are really loving it. So we're, we're beginning to partner up with some supply chain partners to make sure we're ready. You know, we're really a tech company, and we built a you know a real vision for putting, and now we're implementing it. So it's a lot of fun. So you don't need a warehouse size to enjoy Nextlinks. No, so our smallest system is like 300 square feet. So in our lab, the putting green is 300 square feet, and it's got four cups in it. And if you think about that. Um, we can shine a tee box, you know, the light that becomes a tee box onto every one square foot. So that's like 300 different locations. And then if you have four, four cups, that's 1,200 different looks that we can create with our software. And that's the whole, you know, that's the magic of our intellectual property is we're, we're using the natural shape of the playing green and making it fun. So we, we've been experimenting on 300 square feet for two years now, and we can entertain six people on that surface um, and everybody has a great time. So it, it, the, the tough part was how to create a small scalable unit like that. So that unit sells for exactly the same price as a golf simulator and, and can pretty much go anywhere, um, which is a good way for some of these clubs to sort of enter, right, to test it out because we've seen how much people love it. So we're not, we're not trying to push something into the market that isn't going to work. We're trying to help people take advantage of, of the market conditions and, and you know, maximize their own profitability. And you've been able to pair your technology with simulators, so you're hitting a golf ball, right? Yeah, our whole company was founded on that. So we have a patent on a complete game of golf that plays through a simulator onto a putting green. And we've actually got, you know, in the R&D phase, we fully modeled that game. So we basically you play through the simulator, and then when you get to the green, the simulator sends a signal to our software that tells you where to put your ball on the putting green, and we store it. So it, it breaks the game of golf into two you know, sort of half experiences, one from the tee to the green, one from the green to the cup. That sounds fascinating. Uh, you had mentioned, um, you and I were talking prior to, and you'd mentioned a project you have going on in Phoenix right now. Could you share a little bit of that? Yeah, so it really builds on the success of Indian Wells. So we have some new partners. We did a real strategic partnership with a company called That's Entertainment, And uh so, you know, we, we share a little bit of ownership in each other's companies, and they had been working on a project in Phoenix that's a 62,000-square-foot property, and the landlord was Kimco, who's a big, you know, national real estate investment trust. And so they've been trying to close this deal, and they have, you know, what they do is they run a bunch of restaurants under unique brands, and they're the operating team underneath it. So they, they create basically like a food court, and then they have some of their own technology, which is some like shooting range games, and they're making some fun like retro arcades and things like that. So the problem they were having is there was this giant courtyard between two 20,000-square-foot buildings with a, with a canopy over it, and they couldn't figure out how to monetize it. And then they showed up at Indian Wells, and, and it happens to be just about the same footprint that, that they have. And I could see the light in their eyes the minute they showed up. I'm like, wow, there's something that's really attractive about this to these guys. And so, you know, nine months or a year later, we, we did a deal together, and, and now we're implementing um, – 10,000 square feet of putting. So we're going to have 16 zones underneath that canopy of putting. And we're now you start thinking about like when you think about pickleball and tennis, um, we, our games are fun. And so there's a big daytime audience for competing, you know, think of it really is like the bowling model. Right. So we're, we're with this Phoenix 
um, location, which is wedged between a Bass Pro Shops and a Cinemark movie theater in Mesa, so just outside of Phoenix, but right next to Cub Spring Training. So it's going to be just a really high-profile project, and we're going to be able to start implementing tournaments and league play and, and all that on that structure. And everything we learn there, you know, passes down to, to our other customers. And so we're, you know, we've already successfully partnered in the entertainment space, and we're using everything we learn to help the golf industry. But that's kind of our mission in a way. All right. Speaking of partnering and uh, going shifting from the entertainment industry to the private sector or the golf clubs, uh, you had mentioned something like Silverado. What are you doing there? Yeah. So one of the fun things about my journey is, you know, you meet a lot of people. And so we, we ran into one of uh, the guys who brings work to Johnny Miller, a guy named Bill Service, who's, who's a terrific guy. And uh, I've been getting to know him and, and gradually. Um, so we were out there last weekend. You know, we've been talking to them for a while now about doing a project. They've been out at shots in the night. And Johnny came to our lab and spent like four hours with us, so that was a blast. So we went and supported Johnny's Champ Foundation tournament last weekend and, and really started talking seriously about a project. And so we identified a, you know, a strip of existing turf that is adjacent and next to a grill that they've already invested in. And now they just bought a new pizza oven and it's next to the tennis courts. And so it's a high traffic area, but they've got a, you know, a piece of land that they're not making any money off of. And, and so now... You know, we're looking at that and, and putting together a, a turnkey proposal for them, how to just implement, you know, our, our putting experience sort of alongside all those other amenities that they've already begun to capitalize from. That's exciting, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot of people keeping a close eye on what you're doing at Silverado and thinking, what can they do for our club or our resort, whatever the case may be. Well, that's the real fun of it right now. So, you know, I, I, I took a big risk in, in how long we took to bring forward our product. But, you know, I, when I saw this four and a half years ago in my, in my mind, I realized how big it could be. And, and I, I wanted to sort of figure out how to play our role with all these other people already spending a lot of money in the space. And so we, we just spent a lot of time preparing and, and now we're executing. So I, you know, people talk now to me, you know, in business development about, oh, now you're going into the execution phase. That's the hard part. Um, remember, I spent 25 years as a global business leader for General Electric. So um, that's what I did for a living. The, the last four years, you know, taking a thought that I had and turning it into a company, um, that was tough. But but the part in front of us is fun. And so we're, I'm just enjoying finding the right opportunities with, with the right early adopter customers and delivering something really game-changing and really special to their customers, and, and that's a given. So our, our, our product, our system, it entertains probably 8 out of 10 people, independent of their age, um, demographic, everything. Um, and we've been watching that for two years now. So we, we've known we had a, a pretty special activity, and, and now we're just trying to usher it in you know, as fast as we can, but also in a responsible way, because we see this as really an alternative form of the sport in a few years' time. And really, the industry is changing, witnessed by uh, by uh, a lot of the closings, uh, the restructuring, redevelopments going on. Uh, what is, I'm going to get you out on this one, what's the future of Nextlinks? I know it's brand new, it's just starting, but I, don't want, I want you to look into your crystal ball. What do you see uh, five years, ten years down the line? 
Yeah, so next links to the brand is, is really going to be associated with putting, right? So to be honest with you, you know, our strategy for growth is just to do the things that we invented and partner up on all the rest of it. And it, it's working pretty well. So, so next links can grow pretty fast. When you think of globalization, which is obviously a next step for us, you know, in GE, we used to have something called Think Global, Be Local. And so, you know, our vision there is to set up fully functional operating teams and just collect a royalty for their success and sort of teach them the way, if you will. So we, we, have, we have a pretty big vision for how to scale this globally and then, you know, continuing just to develop, you know, real lasting supply chain relationships. But, uh, you know, then we get to start getting into the giving back part. So children's hospitals is a place that, like we've seen, we were at the U.S. Open. Um, the Shinnecock Nation was working with the USGA for the U.S. Open a couple of years back, and they ended up building a tent for us. And, you know, that's when the idea of children's hospitals came up from some of the people that walked through, and we just saw how interactive and how, how joyful, you know, what it is that we're creating, the impact that has on people. And so, you know, that's going to be fun when we start, you know, being able to do more of the philanthropic stuff as well. That sounds terrific. Hey, Dave, thank you very much for joining us on the podcast. And everybody, if you want to learn some more, visit nextlinks.com, N-E-X-T-L-I-N-K-S.com. Dave, please keep us posted on what's going on, and we'll talk to you soon. Sure will. Thank you so much, Rob.